up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Zip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Swartz, an early break fun show so far. You get the podcast at theticketfm.com. Thanks to Rick Heyman for the song of the day. Which was? It was What's On My Mind by Kansas, mm-hmm. who is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You, you said resoundingly not. Well, I mean, I just, I don't, not, it's not a commentary on what I think their quality of music is. Kansas is always just a little bit. You don't think of them like Sticks or Boston. I do. Like Sticks, just like them actually. I do. I'd put them in the same exact category as Sticks. I mean, in terms of popularity. Sure. You're being obstinate. I'm not. We're joined though by Mike Schaefer, twenty-four-seven <laughs> Sports. As we are every Thursday. You're being obstinate. Mike, am I being obstinate this morning? I don't have a strong enough opinion on any of the bands listed. To, <laughs> you don't. I know you don't. You don't get. You're not quite into music like the level me and Jake are. I don't think. Well, and then whatever <laughs> I am into is certainly not that. So, um, <laughs> okay. well, like I was, I was having this discussion with. Uh, my my dentist actually he wow, was commenting. Really? You have a dentist? Yes, I have a dentist. He listens to this show. Okay, well, he was commenting that he always, when he's driving into work, it's always during song of the day territory. Good. And then he was specifically talking about the Rick Heyman curation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said that most of it seems to be seventies uh, music. Yes. And so then we got to discussing, and he's like. He really doesn't care for 70s music. And I was like, I have this kind of like blind spot because growing up, I my dad, basically anything after like 74 doesn't exist. And so <laughs> I just heard basically Good for your 60s dad. all the time. Just a lot of 60s, a little early 70s. My mom does not care for like 70s or 80s music. She was very much like a light rock 90s okay. individual. Okay. Um, so I have this like sort of musical blind spot of the mid seventies through much of the eighties didn't a- really grow up listening to it, have come into some of it now and like pick out certain acts that like, I like Elton John a lot or Bob Seger or whatever. Nice. I've okay. gotten into, gotten into those That's a good ones, okay. but I don't just like, this is why I always mock the Howard Jones thing or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like it's there's, Howard Jones there's a lot. level of singer and notoriety that born out of that 15 year stretch that, I don't have any emotional connection to any actual like Kansas is part of that. I know it more for being like the song used in old school than I do as <laughs> whatever they accomplished as a band. Okay. And then you do Sticks, have a blind spot. Sticks I mainly know is a band that would show up for Rocket on the Runway in Columbus <laughs> well past their uh you know, their perceived Wait expectation or you know, expiration date. Wait a second. Rock, rockin' on the runway. Yeah, there used to be a concert series in Columbus on, on the, the, at the airport. At the airport. <laughs> really? How did I miss that? Uh, it was like the, in early two thousand. So. Yeah, okay, oh, that's, that's why you missed. missed it. It. <laughs> that's, that's I missed dumb. a lot in the early two thousand. But that that wow, really rockin' on the runway yeah. and sticks showed up. Sticks was one of them. 
can you name another band? Uh, something involving Brett Michaels. That was like the big Poison. deal. Poison. Uh, I don't think it was. It might have just been him solo of a backing band yeah. or something at that time. I don't that think it was sense. like full on Poison. What what kind of crowd would that draw? In I, having never attended, I don't know. I okay. would just see the flyers or hear the. I mean, I, I'm sure it drew well enough. You know where I where we used to live. I could have just peered out over the field and seen that rocking on the runway, like a meerkat just popping up. You know, your beady little eyes, just <laughs> surveying what's around. I've you. told Jake I got in trouble once. We got in trouble in my neighborhood because we we do this incredible kite flying exercise where. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know if I you know this. You're kidding me, Eric Yes. Oh, my. Where, where I would have to lay on the ground. You have the best childhood story. I'd have to lay on the ground and hold the hold this spool. It was like a huge spool. Yeah. Uh, and we, yeah, and it got to the point where it would, it, it went way, way off into the distance over the, the airport. And, yeah, we got in trouble because it was... And, and there's and, some interference. You know, like you weren't responding to the radio calls to get <laughs> yeah, out of the airspace. Yeah, take out of the air. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. What incredible. a childhood I couldn't yeah, even I see. You couldn't even see the kite. I mean, it was so high, you couldn't even see it. <laughs> We're, I don't even know how many years into me being here on Thursdays and knowing like enough that I could do a small <laughs> biography of Sybil at this point. But you still learn Just a new story or two. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my life he was after threatening clowns. <laughs> <laughs> he was putting, uh, you know, life forms out of their misery. He did. He yeah. rode his bike it was everywhere. A, it was a possum. Sometimes people try to say, I think they an otter or something. That was a possum I had to kill. I mean, he told stories about his time in Wyoming playing baseball. Or <laughs> maybe he wasn't at a hundred percent for the game the next day. <laughs> oh. Let's not talk about that. All right. All right, Shafe. Um, hoops. Hey, last night in Nebraska, hoops. they hosted Ohio State in front of a small crowd because of you know snowmageddon here, which didn't ex- happen in Lincoln, but it did across the state. Nebraska wins 63-60. was not a good offensive game, but a win is a win. Nebraska is now 3-5 and five in conference play. They've matched their entire win total from last year at 10-9. and nine. Your thoughts on last night's game? What was the opening? You're, you're, you're give him a little more than that. What Jake. was your main impression? What was your main takeaway from last night? Uh, you know, I was. It was fun to see like Denim Dawson and uh, Jamarcus Lawrence kind of have their moment in the sun a little bit. I mean, those guys haven't done a lot. Uh, obviously, with Gary out in Nebraska, probably needing a little bit of a spark. They changed up their lineup uh, some, and and Denim Dawson got the start, and yep. Lawrence came in, and and those two, you know. They were they were really helpful, and uh, you know sometimes you need contributions to come from somewhere. I mean, Oleg kicked in because they they're down so much in terms of bodies and and Walker with foul trouble and everything else. So I I enjoyed kind of seeing them put this thing together. I know Ohio State didn't play well at all, and you know they're having a, a pretty rough season too, but. Yep. Like it, we we talked about this, the goal for Nebraska is to try to get to eight or nine conference wins. It doesn't seem unobtainable. I don't think this conference is is nearly the uh, what? Are, how do we pronounce it's it? It's deep. It's show, not as great. Off. Yeah. It's once um, you say it's deep, but not great at the top. I think yeah. So I I think it is uh, it is not top heavy for right. once. Right. Like you're not you know there's not a team in the conference that I feel like Nebraska has absolutely no chance of pulling a win against. There's teams that they have a less chance with. Sure. But I, I think that, you know, on any given night, they can 
play well enough or defend well enough to give themselves an opportunity to stay in those games. Nebraska, by the but way. But I, I just – it's so hard because you get these sort of performances and you can't get any kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they – I that Illinois game took a lot of enthusiasm from me about where this season could go. I mean, you lose by 26 at home. You're yep. basically completely out of the game. Mm-hmm. You allow one player to take you out of the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big injury to Gary that you don't know when he's going to be available. No, he's, he's out. out for the season. Out right. for the season. And so you know, he's, he's out. We know he's not available. Yeah. He's out for the season. So that's, that's a big loss uh-huh. in terms of, you know, toughness and production mm-hmm. and everything around the rim and he gave you a little bit of distance shooting too so i did i went into last night with not a whole lot of enthusiasm i was one of the people who was like eh, i don't know what the roads are exactly but it's really not worth me going down to this game and the roads were fine on, yeah just watched it on tv the roads were fine so mike jake nebraska 10 and 9 3 and 5 ohio state 10 and 8 2 and 5 Let's just get let's address to what Jake Jake was pretty critical of Nebraska for not fouling with 12 seconds to go well up 3. I thought they'd, they went down to 4 seconds maybe and then foul but they they gave him an open look to tie that. Got a great game. look and one of the what? few times I can remember where it just doesn't feel like the opponent catches it. And I don't know if you guys can recall this. Nebraska had Ohio State on the ropes last year. They basically had him beat Latman misses two free throws. Mm. Ohio State That's comes right. down, cans the tying three, wins in like double overtime. Like, That's right. I thought we were going to get a real, you know, deja vu moment. Instead, they get a great look and it rattles in and out. What Greg says, Greg in North Car- Myrtle South Beach. Carolina, Myr- Myrtle Beach, about fouling in that situation, which I'm, uh, this is not good for radio, but I'm on the fence on all that. He said, you must coach a drill fouling late in special situation practices if the three is the only thing that hurts you don't allow it so but don't foul on a three make sure you foul before the shot's going up now now i chief you're not a coach i'm not a coach my my nobody wants me coaching my thought on it is always i just prefer to play him straight up not I'm of the same mindset. Like, I just, especially when you have a team that's rebounding issues the way that Nebraska has had in the past, where it's like they can give up the, you know, the first ones to make and then they're giving up the right. putback. Or, that's worse, the danger. It gets kicked out and the guy hits a three for the win. For the win. Whatever. See, do you, Jake, do you recognize there's a danger in that? In fouling? I do. Yeah. It's not 100%. But there is a wide open look. With, to tie uh, the game is the buzzer. Yeah, I mean, the idea is you're not, in theory, you don't want to give up that wide open look, and you're hoping that you get enough pressure defensively that they're a little bit out of sorts and they can't set up whatever they want. At the same time, I mean, you're still also talking about, what, a 30% chance with the way the teams were shooting last right. night? Right, and I'm going to say this, Jake. You keep saying wide open look. I don't characterize that as a wide open look. He popped a little free. He's a wide open look. There was nothing inhibiting the shot. It was whatsoever. a for a three point shooter. That was a wide open, even peripheral. I don't even know. <laughs> was, like if he, he was had in real a little good traffic. peripheral vision, he, he might have seen something. Guys, as well. guys, guys. He was in a little bit of traffic. It wasn't wide open. Well, there were other people on the court. <laughs> they played great defense for eleven seconds. In the final second, they got lucky. I'll give you the that. Shot. There was nine other bodies on that court. Plus the officials, so we're up to 12. <laughs> there was proximity to the shooter, too. There was some in close proximity. I get it. He got a good look. He did get a good look. Great look. Phenomenal look, a- actually. He missed it, though. <laughs> <clears throat> Nebraska escapes. <laughs> 
Penn State Saturday, one fifteen tip. Look. You Penn got an State's exquisite playing, look. So they're playing well. I yeah, mean, they are. The the interesting thing with the way the schedule is sort of set up, like you have these teams where you, Penn State, Northwestern, where it used to be, this was like, oh, you got to get these wins. You got to you got to grab them against those teams, and they're playing better than Nebraska. Um, Penn is right State now. is next at one fifteen p.m. Saturday. Shave. Um, I wouldn't look too far down the road. I mean. It, that's a tough game. Yeah, and it's at Penn State. Yeah, it's a place where Nebraska has never really played particularly well. Last year they did. They blew them off the. They blew oh, them okay. out of the. They blew them out of the water. Strangely, because they. You're right. They they rarely play well there. Last year was a big time anomaly. Remember that they blew them out of the water. A little bit. I'm trying to. They blew them out of the water. Last year they was did. such. Remember a weird John Harar. John Harar was Harar, senior yeah. day. Yeah, he beat like 19 points. Right. Yeah. Remember huh. John Harar? It was senior day, and he cried the most the second half. He was in tears. Up, did they put up 90 points in that game? Yeah, it was, it was Nebraska like 90, played a game. I am blanking on this like game. Like it is like does not exist in my well, brain. It was a Sunday. Nebraska won three games to end last yeah, season. Sure, and yeah. They beat Wisconsin on the road. They beat Penn State yeah. on the road. I remember the Wisconsin one. Right. And then somebody else. Yeah, they got on that little heater at the end, and Penn State was part of that, Mike. Was Ohio State the other one? That I, thought they, they beat I thought they beat Ohio State. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought they won. They, they lost Ohio. one of them. Yeah, and then I, I think they played. Anyway, I think they beat Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Yeah, just so yeah now. To Jake, we were talking about this team, and you just alluded to the fact that they, I, I, could, I could see them getting to 8 and 12 or 7 and 13. Now, what I said to Jake, 8 and 12 gets Fred back. I said, what about 7 and 13? He goes, yeah, maybe. He said, 6 and 14, no. See, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Is there I don't a think big there's difference? a certain no. I think it's about whether Trev feels like there's life in the program and that there's a reason for this to continue for next year. And, um, that makes it a little bit tricky because we always want a real clean, like, this is the cutoff point. I don't think it's – right. I didn't think it was that way with football, and I certainly don't think it's that way. Yeah, we do that, uh, though. And we do that, Jake. I'm not, I'm not taking it Well, past. because the delineation there is if you don't make a postseason for the fifth straight year, what is – what are we doing? Well – you're build- I mean, the what answer, are you building? The so an- that's that's where I come. <laughs> the answer back. is yeah. Your answers are: Do you see something built? So part of why last night I enjoyed was that you got to see Lawrence and you got to see Dawson because mm-hmm. those are guys that you have expectations that they're going to be involved with this program moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, along with a Breidenbach and whatever else they're able to Cold get back. Coyonets, co- co- coyonets. Yeah. Um. So you you know you're getting little glimpses of it, but again, like I just. If, if Fred comes back and it's another wholesale hockey line change style in and out, like I just don't know what is being built to the future. But now, a couple things. First of all, and I did this to a texter earlier, or a call, a caller, Chris, caller, Chris. You can turn that conversation in Fred's favor a little bit. L- look at the guys he brought in this year. Mm-hmm. Bandamel, Gary. Uh, How many of them would have not been available if it wasn't for a COVID year? Derek Walker's not here. Greisel's not here. I don't think Vandermill's here. Okay. But but I'm going to stay with Well, you. no, and, and that he still did is going to be a thing. He did bring in some players that yeah. you like. Now, what what's stopping him from bringing in players that you like again? If he did it this time, he could do it again. And and now he seems to have changed his way of operating and his culture. Now, it'll be more it'll be easier to bring in players like that, I would think. Yeah. So maybe it'll work. I, I'm I listen high degree of skepticism here, but I I have to look at it. I try to look at it fair from Fred's standpoint. 
I I mean, also you've seen. I don't know develop. that I'm being unfair towards Fred when I say that it, after five years, people deserve results and they should feel better about the. No, future. I know you're not being unfair. So I, I you know, like he would I, say you're not. Being I understand, unfair. and and you want to look at it from every side of it. And if they are able to go to the NIT, I'm more than I'm. I'm more fine with that. Mm-hmm. The version of Nebraska that played in t- the last two games, mm-hmm. I don't think we're talking about Fred Hoiberg coming back. If you're seeing more of that than you are the team that beat Ohio state. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really, you know, but they're so inconsistent. They're it's hard inconsistent. to believe that you're going to get a great effort and a win on the road on Saturday. I know the inconsistency is an issue. And I, and you know, there's that old saying inconsistency is the hallmark of mediocrity. Yeah. Are we talking about a mediocre program? Well, a mediocre is a step up from where they've been. <laughs> that's true. That See, is that's true. A problem. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. The thing about Penn State is that they, they have at least they have the feeling of a win on the road against Minnesota. Like they're, they're not going in saying we have to get this monkey off yeah. our back, yep. but we haven't yep. won a road game yet. They did it. They won an overtime at Minnesota, so they, they know they can win on the road in this conference. It is possible. Oh, yeah, they played well at Minnesota. Dug deep in that game. They this team does dig deep. It's a it's a likable team. I don't have team. a complaint about the effort no, or I anything know. with this team. Um, it's you know the, the general complaint is that it's you got a lot of workmen like guys and no real piece that kind of can be the center of everything. Right. And I I like Walker a lot. Yeah, Walker. I, Sam Greisel's been so much better than I mm-hmm. thought he would be. Yeah, you know, and and I want to and I want to give credit to that, but ultimately. We aren't having the, oh, this is nice conversation if there wasn't four years of just mm. crap in front of it. So I don't want to minimalize the four years, and I don't think it's fair to ask fans to continue to buy into a program that just spins its wheels. So I think that it's fair to ask for real progress. If real progress is the NIT, good. If you can't okay. get there, yeah. that feels like a miss to me. Yeah. It just it comes down to what is your level of patience with this, and Fred, because of his demeanor and mm-hmm. and just the way and just the way Fred is, he's likable. People want him to succeed. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah. you got to take the emotion out of it. Largely, you can't take it completely out. Yeah, well, if you take I think the, we're going to be. If you get, take the emotion out of it, and you're looking at blank wins losses. Out. So, I mean, the the emotion is what's helpful. Yeah. Because the emotion is the most recent of, oh, this, Fred, let's people, see where this goes. People really like Fred. They really like He's Fred. He's a likable guy. Yeah. He's been a, a good coach throughout his tenure at the Bulls and, and Iowa State. Pretty good, yeah. And so you want not, him to not, succeed. I mean, he had some trouble with the Bulls, Jim. Yeah, but it wasn't horrible there. No. Okay. He had some success. Yeah. He had some success in Chicago. He did. It's true. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit recruit a lot a lot of recruiting with Mike Schaefer. If you have yeah, any questions, didn't get to any football. Well, that's what the next segment's for. Okay. Four six four five six eight five. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text. More next on early break of the ticket.